Welcome to the Staffing RecOps podcast, where we interview leaders from high-volume staffing and recruitment firms on the operations, strategy and business processes that they've implemented or are implementing. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcoming to the show today, Ed Zatuski. Ed, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, James. Ed is based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in the United States and is a senior vice president with Johnson Service Group. Having joined the business in the May of 2015, Johnson Service Group operates out of more than 30 offices covering a range of verticals from aerospace to finance to manufacturing and more, providing professional talent throughout the United States and Canada. Ed, how do Johnson Service Group operate when it comes to communicating with their clients and their candidates? Well, James, communication is essential. And one of the things that we preach is that we need to keep ongoing communications with both our clients and candidates and set expectations. If you don't set their expectations, they're going to set their own and it's not going to be aligned with yours. So we really focus on that. Uh, with that said, we you know try to do it through process. Uh, you know, really having our, for instance, with uh, the candidate relationship, our recruiters really trying to be the talent uh, agent for their candidates and communicate to them. But that doesn't always happen. Uh, you know, recruiters get busy. They're focusing on their next hire, where it's going to come from, and sometimes forget to do it. So we have added a, a bit of technology in helping us achieve those, uh, that communication. That's interesting. So really keen to understand how you went about that project. What what kicked it off? What what was the reason for for implementing this new solution in the first place? Frustration. Uh, very frustrated that you know we were not. You know, it became a real management nightmare to try to really uh, force feed that communication. Uh, you know. Try to get the recruiters to really buy into it is one thing, but they get busy. They they lose sight of things. They're, they're not uh, leveraging the technology that we have enough by setting reminders. And if they get a reminder, they get sidetracked and don't do it. So uh, it, it really became a management nightmare. So we started doing uh, working with our IT department, uh, started to understand what was out there to help us. And really important that it was integrated to our ATS. There, thereby, we it's not having to be forfed manually, that when an activity happens in our ATS, it generates a communication. And we have been getting a lot of success with that communication. Uh, for example, uh, we send communications out before they start to remind them of all the requirements for the job, you know, from their, uh, what to wear, what time to be there, who their supervisor is, uh, what to do if they, uh, if they, um, th there's an issue and they're going to be late or I need to call out, uh, that type of stuff. Then a first day, uh, remind, uh, how was your day? Give us a call. Let us know how you did, uh, to three days after, uh, reminding them on the, uh, uh, our process around entering their time, what our safety policy is, which is reminding them about that. And again, reminding them what to do if they need to miss work. And then we also um, uh, send two week surveys, 30 day surveys, a 30 day hiring manager survey. And we get a lot of data from that. It really 
uh, we re review it religiously and we look at it to say, okay, cool, this might, this person doesn't seem to be happy. They're not being trained well. So let me talk to my client to, to, uh, to see if, how we can better, uh, you know, put them in a position to be uh, successful. So it's quite quite a trend at the moment. It's, it seems to be a time that a lot of staffing companies are, are focusing on doing this. There, there are some really good tools out there that integrate with multiple ATS solutions. What I'm really interested in is understanding how you went about this this project, selecting the right partner, the right tool, and, and then what were the resources internally that you had to dedicate and, and how did you go about this project? Yeah, we actually did it slowly. Uh, we started within my region with my largest account, which is a managed service account, that they're very hungry on data and touch points. So we really started with that one account. And uh, you again, we work with our IT department. So they work with our, uh, our software vendor to make sure all the integrations were there that we had the journeys uh, or the queries correct. And then we, we started out there. Then we started expanding it. We expanded to other, uh, to the rest of my, my region. And now we have uh, three other regions using the tool in the same way I do. Some of them are using it better. We also used it to regenerate uh, uh, interest with our candidate base. If we, re if we have people that used to that we previously submitted or, or uh, used to work on assignment for us, we sent uh, the, the, uh, the, the software was able to reach out to them to see, yeah, how's it going? Are you looking for another opportunity? If you are, let's talk. Uh, so it's really regenerated a lot of our candidate, uh, candidate base as well. How hands-on was the software vendor, the partner that you went with, how how hands-on were they for the actual implementation project or is it something that you managed internally with your own IT team only or did you use a, an, an SI systems integrator? No, we didn't use an integrator. It's just uh, our IT team with uh, uh, the software vendor. I will tell you, a lot of these projects are only as successful as, as strong as the account manager you have on this software side and what you have. And we did go through a couple of account managers. We had a really strong one initially uh, that that person got promoted, uh, congratulations to them, but it didn't do our project very well. So we had to go back to, uh, and, uh, the second one was, wasn't doing too well. So we had to work with our software vendor to improve that. So again, we didn't use an integrator. We used our IT department and their IT department, but is, having the right account manager working on your account that understands what you're trying to accomplish and helps guide you there because they're the experts. They're, they're the ones saying, you know, coming to us saying, you're only using a partial of the power of this tool. Let, let's talk about uh, ways that you can uh, better leverage it to get better results. And uh, our initial one was great. She, she was really good. And then, uh, uh, you know, there's a reason she got promoted. But, uh, er, you know, after that, we had a good, we had a little bumps in the road, but we're, uh, we continue to look for ways that we can increase it. And also from our side, and this is something we need to do a better job. Now that we're using it across Johnson Service Group, not just in my region, looking to, to have that subject matter expert for Johnson Service Group that really understands the power of the tool that can help guide us internally how to best use it. We're not there yet, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're still we're still kind of siloed. But 
it is an area that we are really pushing for. We need to get that subject matter expert and internally working with that software vendor uh, that we can really understand how to best leverage the tool. Because right now, I think still we've been doing this for two, three years now. Uh, I think we're probably still only, we're not even past 50% of leveraging the the power of the tool that we have. And it's, it, and it's our fault. It's interesting that you started with one specific account. I'm guessing then that it was really quite focused messaging based on, on that account that you were working with. Did it then become a bit more generalist, the messaging as, as you rolled it out or, or did you go account by account? No, no, it, uh, it, it's very specific for our largest account. Then it got, uh, it's a great point. We got very general beyond that because we didn't, we didn't customize to each other, the, the other accounts. We basically, uh, kind of made it more general. We're also using that tool on the front end when people apply to, to gain, uh, you know, for people to opt in to uh, provide diversity information. So we, we can get, we're doing that type of census as well. And we're, and we're actually getting pretty good response. We're getting over 25% uh, uh, people completing that, that data. So we're trying to, you know, on the front end of the communications scale, we're, we're still lacking, you know. It, it, how many how many stakeholders across your business internally outside of the IT team did you involve in this project when looking at the messaging the the different um, segments of the the database that you'd be sending these automated messages to uh, the uh, the chief operating officer was was involved and then my other peers the other senior vice presidents for the other regions uh, we let I we have weekly calls with, with our leadership team that I'm able to share what we are doing Then the other ones can opt in or not. Uh, there are some regions that, uh, that have not opted in, but we, we continue to get more. Uh, we we're leveraging what we have started and people are taking that as the template and might alter it a little. And, uh, to be honest, I have not, uh, fully dived in there to see, you know, how much of it is common and how much is, how much, uh, uh, what they have done. But for instance, my West Coast peers, the one who really started to go after the regenerate the candidate base, I'd leverage what they were doing and just replicated it because they were having great success. Other than having a slightly bumpy road with a change of account managers, were there any particular challenges along the way? Did you bump your head with when I was speaking to, to Cameron from Matt and Silver the other week, she was telling me about when they had, they, they found that a new starter was getting nine emails in, in the first week. Have you, have you had any bumps like that where you hit your head? Yeah. And it's internal issue. Uh, remember when I said, I need to have the, uh, uh, we, we need to have uh, somebody internally that becomes our subject matter expert. Uh, I, if I had to do it all over again, I would have made that, you know, not just assign it to somebody, but assign it with it saying, you are a subject matter expert. You need to understand it. So, yeah, we had some uh, bumpy issues. Uh, the queries or the journeys were not exactly correct. So it wasn't so it wasn't going to the uh, targeted audience that we, we wanted it to. It was going a little broader. And there were some bumps in the road. But for honest, for how, you know, uh, self-admittedly haphazard it was uh it uh the the implementation i'm used to being more much more structured in our software imp implementations it, it 
the results were pretty good. We didn't have that many bumps in a row. So your advice to anybody looking to do this would be to put a, an SME, a subject matter expert in place from, from the beginning of this project, so, somebody that's going to have ownership of the process and visibility of, across the business. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be in, uh, an IT person. I would recommend it not be. I would be recommended to be a business person that understands the process, understands what the uh, targeted business outcome is, should be, because you just don't want to, uh, you know, do a communication and do a communication. There should be a an outcome you want to get get out of it. On the three day uh, uh, email that goes out, the critical thing is there is make sure they understand our safety pro- pro- process because we'll we'll it'll be in their onboarding uh, uh, training or be on the onboarding package. But now let's reinforce it, you know, and say what it is because safety is so important to us. Uh, so there has to be a business outcome. And if you have a subject matter expert to understand this business outcome, working with the IT professionals, you'll be in much better shape. You mentioned that you're, was it almost three years into this project now? What mm-hmm. would you say have been the, the biggest wins for you overall? Biggest win, wins is the candidate base and the clients are seeing this as a positive. Uh, the, on our surveys, uh, the uh, response rate is, is, is pretty good. It's you know, over 30% response rates. We do three candidate surveys, two weeks, 30 days in an exit interview. Some of those comments are usually uh, interesting. And then we do a manager's one. And we, we've been getting over 30% response rates on the candidate. The managers, actually, we got to continually go in there and make them understand why we're doing this because their response rate is lower. It goes up and down, but it probably averages somewhere around 20, 22%. But uh, the wins are getting information uh, early in the process to understand if there's going to be an issue that we can head it off with both the candidate and the client. And And again, it's just another touch point. It's a reason for us to talk to the candidate and the client. And that's so important that sometimes gets lost in our everyday uh, life being salespeople and recruiters. Are there any measurables that you can share with us in terms of how this has impacted the business, any any KPIs it's affected, et cetera? Now, the, only, the, the one KPI that I keep on looking at is the response rate. Are we getting a response from it? Uh, and, and, you know, really there hasn't been any other KPI that I can tie to a business outcome, the, you know, the business outcome that I, that I see is again touch points, and being able to head off any any issues. Uh, our retention rate has gone gone up. Is it attributable to to this tool? It, that's hard to uh, quantify. Yeah, I guess it's difficult, particularly the environment that we've all been in over the last few years, uh, to be able to to tie back. But in terms of how you would value your investment of your own time on this project, what how do you feel about the time that you've invested to it? I, I think it's a positive. Anytime that I can go talk to our client about how we're investing in, in our process to better serve them is a positive thing. It's very well received by my large client. Uh, it's very well received that I can uh, provide diversity uh, stats uh, to all my clients as, a, as it relates to the who applies for jobs. Is, you know, DEI is becoming uh, very uh, important as we move forward. So it's 
being able to measure that both from you know, a, a candidate stream, but also uh, as well as uh, after they get hired. So you can look to see if there's any ratios there. But uh, that is key. It just gives us it gives us a lot more data points to talk to our clients about, and also talk to the candidates, saying, "Hey, you know, I, I just saw this. Talk to me about the training you're getting. You know, where, where do you think you're falling short?" Or right now, it's funny because, uh, you know, after COVID, remote has now become a mainstay in our world, and some some people saying, "I'm only going to take an opportunity unless it's remote." Then we find in the survey they're having struggles not working day to day with other people. So. Uh, so we're able to have that conversation and also helps us in the recruiting process, because when we're recruiting somebody for a re- fully remote position, we really dive into there and say, hey, we've had people that say they're they can work remote, but they they're not able to talk to me about how you how you've done it before. And talk to me how you structure your day. And it, it helps us with that, our, our uh, recruiting process as well. Do you know how many emails you're now sending out as part of this automated solution do you have measurable stats we have them i don't know them off the top of my head uh we have what so, so, uh, you know so many journeys you know so um and we keep on expanding uh for for instance uh uh we uh, recently um uh did a candidate uh candidate refresh and one of the uh data points is my recruiter saying i'm getting inundated uh, should we be doing this? And I say, yes, pick up the phone and talk to your candidates. It, it's, it's the, you know, one of them, if you look at it, and I, I come from a finance background, so I look at return on investments. One of our big, uh, biggest investments is getting that candidate in our database, qualifying that candidate. And too often recruiters don't see that as an asset that they just go look for the next candidate. You know, because we've been, uh, uh, we've been focusing on, you know, if you represent that candidate, you need to find them work. And if uh, if they don't uh, work for this one role, then get with our sales team and, and market them. Uh, but really focusing on those uh, candidates as our assets and becoming their agents. And uh, so that that's this tool has helped us keep communicating with them and forcing uh, the communications. And then and then therefore it's a uh, it's a push, not a pull, when the candidate reach, reaches out to the recruiter to have that conversation and to uh, uh, move them along. These automated engagement tools have a lot of um, existing flows and, and messaging that you can utilize. How how much did you customize that messaging yourself? Uh, we pretty much, every message goes out, is, we customize it. Uh, some of the customization is generalized. Uh, some of it is more specific, but you know the, the good thing is you're able to tie it out. So you can you, you can have a general email, but it can identify from pulling the data from the ATS, the the candidate's name, the company that we're that they're working with, their manager, uh, the specific stuff related to that specific account. So um, so it 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 really dives in and gets detailed by pull, pulling what's in the system. Again, it's it's the data is only as good as what's in the system. So we're really focusing in, uh, at least in my region, I know that we're very good in uh, inputting data on a timely basis. So the, da- the data in the system is very, very important. Are there any really big surprises that came about as part of this journey? Uh, 
surprises actually on the client side. You know, you would think hiring managers that, you know, I would have a a better response rate than 20 to 22%. That's something that we continue to work with by having ongoing conversations with our client. Uh, We just need to get senior executives to really focus on pushing this down and, 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 and from us being able to provide more training to the, those hiring managers to understand the importance of this. Uh, so that, that was the only disappointing thing that I, I've seen from this. Uh, I'm just, again, we we're probably utilizing 40 to 50% of the power of this tool for business outcomes. And I'm, I'm, a lot of focus is getting that subject matter expert to see how we can better leverage the tools and how we do things right now. I'm sure there's, we can improve. We made a lot of improvements so far, but we can improve a lot more. So forward. three, three, three years, sorry, into this project, you're saying potentially 40, 50% utilization. You've talked about getting a subject matter expert in. Is that, do you think that's a, a blocker for you at the moment until, until you get that person in? Are you not able to take the next step or do, are there other things that you could be doing whilst you're recruiting for that position? No, I think, I think that is a major blocker. And again, uh, you know, again, we started region by region by region. So we all kind of did things. And now we're looking at, and our COO is uh, looking to uh, implement uh, things from a, uh, a, a JSG uh, standpoint. Uh, we recently uh, named, named somebody that is really responsible for uh, all our uh, process and our systems uh, from a JSG standpoint. And she's doing a fantastic job. And we've started by better leveraging all the job boards out there, uh, some of the other tools. And now it's the natural progression is to uh, you know, put our feet into uh the communications side as well. I was going to ask, had you documented this journey at all? But I, I'm guessing that this person that's coming in to look at the processes would be the person that's going to do that. Yes, she she is, and she started. She's going through and documenting everything. Uh, you know, you start with uh, you know your highest cost points, right? Our highest cost point being a uh, a uh, staffing company is job boards. So we focus on how we're going to get more return on investment in job boards and just getting data. You know, the data is a big point. So you can look at it and say, you know, I'm looking at my spend versus this region spend and their return on investment versus mine. I'm not getting it. So, you know, but I'm getting more on this tool. So let me switch more of my investment there, reduce it here. And uh, that type of data is invaluable. And, and I would like to work with uh, our subject matter expert to, get to what you were saying is what are the KPIs that are really going to say if this is, uh, if we're getting the return on investment here, I just know it from a communication point is the right thing to do, right? It's the right thing to make sure that you stay in front of your candidates and your clients and push information to them. And, and therefore they push back feedback to us that we're able to react to versus having to pull it. If somebody's listening to this and they're about to embark on this journey other than maybe highlighting somebody to be the sme what what other advice and guidance could you give to someone what what should they be thinking about at the at the early phases of a project like this okay i will tell them you know we're doing a uh, current project right now looking on looking at ai right artificial intelligence 
And what we are doing is we had the subject matter expert, the person I just talked about, and I'm working with her and really looking at all the touch points where we can get the most value for that. And I think the process mapping that out in the very get-go versus, you know, we were starting with, all right, we need to get surveys out there for our largest client. And then, all right, now we can use it to, uh, to customize their first day letter. Okay, great. But get in front of that. Don't do it. Don't do it haphazardly. And I think uh, if, if I would grade ourselves on this, I would probably give us a C that we could have very easily got up to A by sitting out there and, and uh, focusing on uh, on process mapping all this. But uh, but we were looking at it from a regional standpoint. Also look at it from a company standpoint. You want to beta in the region, but uh, look how this is going to benefit our whole company. It's always easier looking back in hindsight, isn't it? Thinking we, we could have oh, done yes. it differently. We could have maybe been more efficient if we'd done it like this. But it's interesting to hear different reasons businesses have for implementing these kind of tools and the fact that yours came about yeah. as a result of one one specific client. Do you think that there's yeah. potentially a bit of duplication given that it's been rolled out region by region? I think we are doing a good job in leveraging what, because what we've done is taken what my region's done and then used those templates and rolled them into the other regions. And then they, they customize that. So I think we're doing a good job there. We're not throwing the baby with, out with the bathwater. We are uh, we are leveraging the work that we have done. Like I said, I then leveraged what our what my West Coast peer did with the candidate refresh, and just uh, you know customize it, customize his messaging for my region. Have you had any complaints? Has anybody kicked back? Have you had any candidates reach out or any clients frustrated at getting too many emails or wrong messaging or? Now, you always get those that will reply and say, please take me off the list. It's a very small percentage, very small percentage. So uh, uh, I haven't had really any, well, maybe one client or two reached out and said, I, hey, I, I don't want to get this. Uh, then we really, we changed who the uh, point of contact would be because they should be getting it. It just... Maybe we didn't have the right point of contact in the system. And is it all email messaging? Because I know these tools often... No, e email, email and text. text. Yep. Is there anything that you think could be done to tie in social media into these campaigns? Uh, that, that, would be, that would be a definite yes. And that would be something on the uh, plate for SME for this. But absolutely, I think, again, we're using 40 to 50% of the functionality of it, and we can get so much out of these, these investments. Uh, and it, it's falling back on it. It's the right thing to do. It's an investment to improve your communication of the frequency and the messaging to your candidates and clients. That can't be a bad thing. Ed, any other advice you would give to somebody that is looking to review these kind of tools when when you taking a step back three years ago when you were actually going out to market to review these tools i'm assuming you looked at a, a couple of options and and selected one what what was that process like of trying to select the right tool it, it was uh, uh basically working with our it department and understanding the uh the backbone of it and the integration points 
if one of the things again i would look to see if our ats was uh was in, in proper condition to be able to take advantage of those integration points meaning it was our data good uh luckily for us my region's data was in good shape because uh, I, I tend to focus on that uh from my operational background but uh uh, so we were in, in good shape with that, but we could have been better. Uh, but it's really understand everything involved, all the touch points. You know, uh, does the uh, the software vendor uh, does it have the capabilities you're looking for? Does it integrate to my back office? Is my back office in in proper condition? Do I need to do a, a, a data cleanup? Um, you know, what are the touch points that I want to have? Let me understand the entire process. And what are the touch points I want to have with our candidates? I think right now we're in pretty good shape. After they start with us, we need to improve uh, how they how candidates that apply to a job uh, or visit our website don't go into a, a black hole. You know what? What can we do to touch them more? And and, and what's the importance of that? Uh, you know, we're now using it for as I said, data refreshes. Uh, we're going to use it for a client refresh. Uh, so it, it there's. It, it, you just can't stop at the one thing. Initially, again, we started, we, we bought this just for a tool to, in which to do surveys. And now we've gone way beyond that. Ed, thank you very much for sharing with us this project, your journey and your experience. Well, thank you for having me, James. I really enjoyed it. Thank you to our listeners. Please like, subscribe and share. And more importantly, let us know if there is someone you would like us to interview on the show and what you would like to hear them talking about. What strategic and or operational changes are you planning to implement in your staffing slash recruitment firm? Lastly, thank you to our sponsor employee providing front and middle office solutions to a range of staffing and recruitment organisations on the Salesforce platform. That's all for today. James Lawton signing out.